Hello, everyone. I'm gonna on this podcast. I'm gonna answer a few questions that have been thrown my way um, via Facebook. It seems like the competition calling thing right now is uh, going on pretty hard, and everybody's confused on calling coyotes in competition. And uh, um, so I'll answer a few questions. But before I start with that. Some of you may or may not know that I'm an ammunition dealer, primarily all just Hornady ammunition. And I've ordered a lot of ammunition um, over the last few years, but it's been very hard to get, as most of you know. But when I get it, I don't have to work too hard to get it sold. Um, And I've always said that I want to help predator callers because I want you guys out in the field killing stuff. So uh, we need to help our deer populations, our pheasant population, just what's left of them. I mean, it's most of them are beyond the point of repair. But anyway, so here's a phone number. Grab a pen and I want you to text me. Don't try calling me. I get so many spam calls that I just... I don't answer. I am inundated with spam. So shoot me a text. Tell me what it is you're interested in. I do have various calibers, but the calibers I'm going to give you is obviously what would be good for Predator right now. But the phone number is 402-705-9188. 9188 and I'll bring this number up again uh, but some of the ammo I have on this past Monday it's Friday right now I received 40 cases of 22250 55 grain VMAX that's a very popular one for the 22250 I didn't realize it was that popular so I got 40 cases in I told I let about five different people know that have been really good customers and I've sold over half of those cases. Uh, One gentleman took 13 cases, but he is supplying to other predator callers. So just bear in mind that I may be out, um, but I will be getting um, uh, 50 grain super format sometime soon. I don't know when, uh, but I have 150 cases of that on order they back ordered me 25 cases on my first 100 case order. So I received 75 cases and I did not have to work too hard to sell all that. Uh, but obviously I'm out of that now, but uh, so I will be getting some soon. If you want some, you please send me a text so that way I can get a hold of you as soon as I uh, receive word that I'm set to receive it. Um, I, so I have the 22-250, 55-grain VMAX. I have 243, 58-grain Superformance. I've got quite a bit of that. And I've got 223, 53-grain Superformance uh, VMAX. And no 204, but I will be getting quite a bit of two, 204 in. And I prefer to sell it all by the case. That's how I do it. I don't like to sell one box, two box. I'm just not that guy. Just um, get together with your buddies and buy a case. 
I ship everything FedEx. So if you say you want a case of the the 22250, you're going to be at 340 or 350 for the case. I I haven't decided yet, and it's going to be about 25 bucks a case to FedEx it right here locally, like uh, uh, Arkansas, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, South Dakota. Colorado, Wyoming, the close states, and then it'll go up to about 30, 35. But typically I just, I, I don't charge any extra to ship it. And usually I'm a little bit cheaper most times. And it takes me a lot of running to go to a FedEx shop to get it shipped. So uh, bear in mind with that. So if you would like some, I do have 22 mag, 17 HMR, I've got uh, uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, 6 Creedmoor, 25.6, some deer rounds. Um, I, I do have an assortment of, of other things, 6.5 Grendel. Uh, so just get a hold of me via text if you are interested. It's 402 705 9188. 402-705-9188. I will be doing a Facebook Live, and whenever I do my Facebook Live, I can assure you I will be sold out. I will be making a trip probably Monday. I'm going to go up to, from South Central Nebraska. I'm going to go up to Valentine, Nebraska. I've got to drop off quite a bit there. Then I'm going to go west to Hay Springs, Nebraska. I've got to drop off a ton of ammo there. And just depending on where people are, if I'm en route, I'm going to make a loop. I have went clear to Cheyenne um, and then bring Interstate 80 back. I've got to stop in North Platte. So just bear in mind, I'll try to make this deal as easy as possible. I want you guys as customers. I want to get you ammo so you can get out there and get to calling coyotes. I know it's in tough tight demand and tight supply, so um, just get a hold of me. I can try to help you out if I've got some. So, again, the phone number is 402-705-9188. Just send me a text. I'm going to answer a question now. One of my viewers from South Dakota wrote me, hey, Les, why do some of the contests now start using... Why are they using uh, video cameras? Why are they like a, a camcorder hunt? There's several parts to that. And I'm going to I'm gonna tell you what I think it is. And the answer is, number one, it's more of a challenge. Uh, anybody can go out and sit down and call a coyote. But if they want to, the people running the contest want to increase the the, the toughness of the hunt. They want to throw a curveball at everybody. They want to see who's who's going to get some good footage and who's going to actually enter. And it's not just to, to go try to win a bunch of money. It, it adds a whole different level of skill to it. So you're calling and you actually have to film them uh, getting shot, which it, it can be a lot tougher. Uh, coming from a guy that's filmed, uh, been been in the film industry, calling and killing coyotes, 
you you will never get all coyotes on film that you've called in. It just doesn't happen. They come in behind you to a hard right. They're in a draw. You shoot. The camera wasn't on it yet. There's just a lot of other circumstances that changes the level of complexity and just it makes it tougher. And the simple as that, the, the, the guys running the competition, they want that. So, so be it. It's their competition. They can make the rules. Number two, you are essentially documenting coyotes that you are calling in. So you aren't out there on a snow machine, you aren't on a four wheeler, you aren't in a pickup chasing them down and shooting them. It, it's just, you're, you're documenting the fact that you were out there, you aren't just driving down the road and there's a coyote out in a field and you stop real quick and you just, you both are blazing away and one of you hits it, breaks a leg and the other one drops it. it it's not roadkill coyotes. It's, you're actually calling these coyotes in. So it, it's a way of documenting them. So it keeps everybody on a level playing field. And one of the, the final ones that I could think of off the top would be it potentially would scare potential cheaters away. It, let's face it, anytime you have money in a pot, you're going to have people that want to bend the rules to their favor so that they can say they want a competition. So they, they want every advantage in the book to try to kill coyotes to win a hunt just to, so they can say, hey, look at me, we won this hunt, we killed 12 coyotes, whatever, um, look at us, okay? So it, it, it's fairly straightforward. Uh, it, it just, I mean, it's a lot tougher and, and you have a vested interest because you've got to have a camera. So it, you're not just willy-nilly just entering a coyote hunt. It, it just adds a whole different level of game to it which I think is cool. Okay, the next question was calling in the wind. And this also comes from a gentleman in South Dakota as a competition this week in, and he just, he never knows how, how loud, to, loud to call and how far to go between stands. Uh, and he used the example of the 15 mile an hour wind. Well, here's the thing. How do how does anybody know how loud to call? I call really loud because I'm actually losing my hearing. I lost my hearing from all the time shooting a rifle without any protection over my ears. So now I talk loud. I get around people. I I, I embarrass myself at how loud I talk, and and my brother's the same way. And I know people just get mad at my brother especially when he's drinking a beer he, he talks so loud well we can't help it it's because we've lost our hearing because we've been out in the wind when you're outside in a 30 mile an hour wind and winds even whipping in your ears you're losing hearing i promise you unless you keep your ears covered up everything's taking its toll plus when i was a kid i ran tractors without a cab for Oh, geez, for 10 years of my life when I was young, all my ears do now is ring. When I'm sleeping at night, all I hear is I've got tinnitus. That's all I do is hear ringing in my ears. And it, I call loud, 
And that's because partly because I can't hear, but I also know one of the most important factors of killing a coyote is if they can't hear you, they're not coming to the call. So how do I judge how loud to call? Well, unless a coyote's running away from me when I sit down and I call pretty loud and it, it's it's tearing out of there, it, there's several things. It's been called before and shot at, so it knows that sound, distress sound, is danger, or it's running because the sound was too loud. How do you get to that point in life? I still spook coyotes. I'm never, it, there's nobody out there that is not going to spook a coyote when you walk into a stand. There's some stands you walk into, the coyote's laying there curled up, but he's watching you walk into a stand. Well, when he watches you walk into a stand, he does not get up most times until you sit down, you've got the call out, you put the e-call out, or you blow on a hand call. And as soon as you blow on it, he jumps up and runs out. Well, you think, well, jeez, I was laying the call too loud. No, (laughs) It, it just means he watched you. He knew you were danger, and now he associates that sound with you. And he, he knows a two-legged person walking around is not safe. So just bear in mind that the only way you learn how loud to call, and this person used, should I use medium volume? Hell, I don't know what medium volume is. All these calls are so different. Medium volume could be way loud or it could be too soft in my book. I start out with a hand call fairly loud but I don't call for three minutes. I call loud enough to go from one side to the other side, back to the other side, just making a, a, from six o'clock to 12 o'clock, back to six o'clock, a view going out in front of me, and I call pretty loud, then I'm done. And if a coyote is close and they hear you, most of them are gonna jump up and you're gonna see them right away within two minutes, but if they're a long ways away, you aren't gonna see them jump up. A lot of times you won't see those coyotes to six, seven, eight minutes because maybe they're over a hill or in another drainage over there and it takes them two minutes just to run to the top of the hill. So I, I called with one of the best callers, I think, as a hand caller, I think, was out there. And his name was James Ogden. He lived in Oklahoma, and James tuned his own calls like I do. And when he tuned his call, he tuned it so he could get a lot of volume out of it. There's ways to cut the reeds so that you get a lot of volume out of a call. You may blow on a call and say, geez, what's wrong with this call? I can't get no volume. It's because the reed isn't fitting the air channel the way it needs to be, and you can slowly just whittle away little slivers of the reed, and you can gain a lot more uh, uh, volume. Well, he would tune his own calls, and when we called in Oklahoma, and we would be calling wide open pastures, we would be calling solid timber in front of us, or we'd be calling a pasture with a, a big block of timber out there, He called so loud the first series, he never changed his volume. He'd start full blast with a hand call, blowing as loud as he could, and then he'd go the next series full blast. And those trees echoed like you couldn't believe. 
Now, you get around some people, they're going to say, oh, geez, he's blowing way too loud. He's scaring all the coyotes. But I'm telling you, that guy killed coyotes. As soon as he saw a coyote, he went straight to a squeaker. He never coaxed, uh, that I remember. He always used a squeaker that was strapped to his uh, front of his 220 Swift on the forearm, and he would start poking it, and it's squeak, 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 squeak. And those coyotes would just keep coming on in, coming on in, and he'd whack them. And he shot a lot of coyotes at 80 yards to 150. He usually didn't let them get clear in. He just, as soon as they stopped, he smoked them. Um, so that's the best response I've got for you. Uh, volume's tough. Like if I'm calling wide open and I got a 15 mile an hour wind, you got to call pretty loud because that wind is eating up your volume and your sound. So you've got to call pretty loud. But with that e-call, you're facing the call one direction. Hand call, I'm going from left to right. So sometimes I blow softer on my left because I'm calling a little more with the wind. And once I go into the wind, I'm blowing really loud because I know that sound's gonna carry back down to the downwind. So there, there's an art to it. There's no doubt about it. But the only way you're gonna know it, you gotta get your butt out of the house. You gotta go call coyotes. You can't be writing Randy Anderson. You can't be writing some of these other guys. You got to get out there and just do it. That's the only way you're gonna learn. I never had nobody tell me that. I had to get out there and learn from my mistakes. And trust me, I've spooked quite a few coyotes. I've had my brother chew my ass. When we walk into a stand and I sit down and call and two coyotes just burn out of there and you call too loud. Well, shit, sorry, hell, I didn't know, you know? It just, what happens, you know what I mean? So just understand that it's, it's, it's always gonna be different for everybody. And this was just a quick tip segment. I wanted to get this out for these guys so that way when they're, they're in the competition arena, they can, they can uh, apply some of this. I like, it, it, here's the thing. There's numerous factors about, I've always said this, and I've said this on the podcast, I've said it on my live Facebook. Number one, you got to call where a coyote is. If you're calling ground where there's no coyotes out there, you're never going to see a coyote. So you're going to say, well, that was a crap spot or, you know, I know there was some there. Well, there just wasn't on that day. Okay. Number two, there's got to be a coyote out there when you sit down to call. Now, when you sit down to call, you, if you had an x-ray machine that went over the whole area, you knew, okay, there is a coyote sleeping out there. Okay, good. I Number one, I know there's one there, which most times you don't know. It may look like a good spot, but there's no coyote there. Okay, let's say there is a coyote there now. You've sat down in a good spot. You know there's a coyote there. Number two, you've got to call loud enough that he hears you. Say he's curled up at three quarters of a mile. Is he going to hear you? 15 mile an hour wind? You're going to have to play pretty dang loud. Okay, the next segment. So say he hears you. The next segment is, does he want to come in? You've got a lot of stuff against you. 
don't think for a second every dang coyote out there is going to want to come to a call. No, they are not. There's many coyotes that will just lay there, especially if it's a timid pup. First snowfall of the year, they get skittish as all get out. and they You'll see coyotes out there. They will not come in. They're just skittish. I call it a skittish coyote day. You know, they just don't want to respond. But then four days later, they'll run you over in the same area and you'll shotgun coyotes. Okay, so just remember that. No, number one, there's got to be a coyote out there. Number two, if there is a coyote out there, he's got to hear your sound. Number three, if that coyote hears your sound, he's got to want to come in. So you got three things against you. A, there's no coyote out there. So that totally deletes number two, which there is a coyote there, but he doesn't want to come in. So it could be one or two. And number three, you're playing a sound that he just like, now nah, I ain't going in, you know, uh, it don't excite him, you know, or her or whatever, you know. So just bear that in mind. If you need any ammo, again, I'm just telling you it's 402-705-9188. I want all of you to have a wonderful weekend. The Midwest just got pummeled with snow, South Dakota, Western Nebraska, uh, Montana, North Dakota. It it's pretty bad out there. So be careful out there. Get some dogs down. Uh, help those deer and antelope, what we have left of them. And uh, I'm going to get off of here. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see ya.